At the Canaan Church, our mission is bringing people to Christ and helping every person to become a mature disciple in Christ. Canaan Christian Church, where people dare to dream. I'm teaching on the anointing and um, a basic scripture text. Um, in fact, maybe we better stand and read it today. We haven't read it for the last couple of Sundays, but I want to make sure you keep together what the basic scripture text is. If you'll stand with me and turn to Revelations chapter 4, reading verse uh, 5. Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. The word of God reads like this, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. The seven spirits of God. The Holy Spirit is one, but there are seven manifestations, manifestations, seven functions, seven operations, if you please. And uh, turn now to the prophetic book of Isaiah chapter 11. The prophetic book of Isaiah chapter 11. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Then the prophet begins to speak to us about the seven spirits of God, the functions of these seven spirits, the manifestations, the expressions, the operations, the functions of the seven spirits. It begins with the anointing, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Nothing happens in my life or your life if the anointing of the Spirit of God is not upon us. Now after the anointing, the anointing is not a fuzzy feeling. It is the presence of God. It is the power of God. When the anointing of God, the Spirit of God is resident in your life, then there's going to be six other functions or six other manifestations that show up. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of fear. Seven. For the last two to three weeks, I've been dealing with the spirit of wisdom it was so full, it had to take about three weeks to unravel it before you and we haven't plumbed its depths. But today I'm going to move on to talk about now the spirit of understanding. That's in the middle portion of verse 2. The spirit of what? Understanding. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just say it one more time. The spirit of the spirit of come on the spirit of <clears throat> the focus of our teaching today is on the spirit of understanding when we consider the operations of the Holy Spirit 
we understand that among the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that among those seven expressions that there is the spirit of wisdom that God imparts into our lives and in conjunction with the spirit of wisdom God imparts to us the spirit of understanding so that we can operate with creative ability. God gives us vision and direction, but we need wisdom and understanding to be fruitful in the place of our calling. God gives us vision and direction, but we need wisdom and understanding to be fruitful or to function in the place of our calling. I want you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs, and we're going to start with chapter 2. The book of Proverbs is listed as one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament records, along with the book of Job, the book of Psalms, the book of Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. Proverbs, And when you look at the book of Proverbs, throughout the book of Proverbs, we won't look at all of them, but I'm going to point out several of them to make the point, is that when you read the book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom, is there are several verses that remind us how important it is to live as a child of God with the understanding that God and God alone can give. Turn to Proverbs chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And let me just say this parenthetically to parents, to parents. I'm going somewhere in the near future. I may even have to break out of this series for just a Sunday. But somewhere in the very near future, I'm going to speak to parents about raising your child. Because children need two things. They need roots and they need wings. And you're not going to have forever and always to set the foundation of their life. And if you don't do it correctly when they're young, there's going to be some consequences that won't be pretty. And, and, I'll, and, and the reason I'm raising this is because when you read Proverbs, it's very clear. Solomon is speaking to his son like his father David spoke to him. So parents, prepare for that in the future. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. My son... If you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. 
Turn to chapter 3. Look at verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her, ga her gain than fine gold. Look at chapter 4. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. Are parents listening to this right now? Parents, listen. Hear, my children, the instructions of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Turn to chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9. Look at verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Turn to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 33. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. But what is in the heart of fools is made known. All I'm trying to show you is that when you look at the book of Proverbs, the word of God makes it clear to us that it behooves us to learn, to understand, and to embrace the wisdom that God wants to give us and the wisdom and the understanding, rather, that God wants to manifest in our lives. God gives wisdom and understanding to every believer because he wants us to be fruitful and to be able to operate in the place of our calling. The spirit of understanding and the spirit of wisdom work together in excellence so that we can have the skills in life to be skillful. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding work together in excellence so that we can have the skill sets to live life skillfully. God does not expect us to operate out of our flesh or the natural man, but rather he moves us beyond our limitations 
and allows us to operate in a spiritual manner that confounds the world. Turn with me now to the book of Daniel chapter 10. Turn with me to the book of Daniel chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Then we're going to look at verses 7 through verse 14. Daniel chapter 10 verse 1 and 2. I hope you got your Bibles with you. Keep them open. Keep your pen sharp. Keep your paper ready. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. God can give you a revelation, but it doesn't come to fruition right away. And he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, mourned three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, nor meat, nor wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. How bad do you want it? And what are you willing to give up to understand the revelation? Go to verse 7. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great fervor fell, uh, uh, a great terror rather, fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained with me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Some things God wants to show you, it can't be in a crowd. He's got to get you by yourself. Suddenly a hand touched me with, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been, been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me. I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your word were heard and I have come because of your words but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days and behold Michael one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia now I have come to make you understand now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision refers to many days yet to come Daniel is in the land of the Chaldeans he's in Babylon he has read the prophetic utterance of the prophet Jeremiah he read where Jeremiah warned Israel that if you keep on playing God lightly, if you keep on dishonoring God you're going to end up in trouble and you're going to end up in a captive condition the prophet's word came to pass, but not only did Daniel read that, Daniel also read where the prophet Jeremiah said that after 70 years, God says, I'm going to deliver you and restore you and bring you back to the holy city, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. 
not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of good, to give you a future and a hope. You will call upon me, and I will answer you. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. But, but, but the challenge is that Daniel's in Babylon and what Jeremiah spoke has not come into full fruition yet. Hebrew boys got put in a fiery furnace, but God kept them. Daniel ended up in a lion's den, but God kept him. But what Daniel wants to know is, God, I need to understand what's going on in the context of my life. Daniel wanted more than just a visitation of God. You better listen to me. Daniel wanted more than just a visitation of God. He wanted more than a touch. Daniel said to God, what I need is understanding. What I need is clarity because I want to understand how am I to hold on and what am I to do and how am I to function within the context that I'm presently living in. So Daniel pressed his way into the Lord. For three weeks, he says, I didn't eat anything didn't drink anything, didn't anoint myself. I pressed my way into God. And beloved, there's something if you want to receive from God, you got to go forward with everything you got. You got to push the plate aside. You got to fast and pray and pray and fast and fast and pray and pray and fast. You got to lay before the Lord. And say to God, I need clarity. I need understanding. And Daniel said, as I pressed my way into God, he says, God responded to my prayer, to my meditation, to my fasting. And an angel came and spoke to me and said, Daniel, God wants you to know that he heard your prayer from the very time you first prayed. And while things have not changed yet, what I, know, I need you to understand, Daniel, is that your prayers were heard, but the demonic, the evil one, came against me. And I've been fighting on your behalf with the demonic. Your spiritual warfare that you and I experience right now, right now in our lives, it does not start in the earthly realm. The attack always starts up here in the spiritual realm. Paul in Ephesians says, blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives us all spiritual things in the heavenly place. He gives it to you before you receive it. Okay. He gives it to you before you receive it. He gives it to you before it's manifested. He gives it to you before it is fulfilled. He gives it to you before you ask for it. 
It's in the heavenly realm. But Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. Where are your blessings? In the heavenly place. Where is your battle? In the heavenly place. So when the devil comes against you and you start catching hell, don't think the hell started in your life in the earthly realm. The fight started in the heavenlies. And while you're praying and God heard you cry, just because it hasn't turned around yet, don't mean you ain't got the victory. You just need to know you got some archangels like Michael who are fighting against spiritual wickedness and forces on your behalf. That's why somebody said all night and all day, the angels keep watching over me. What God gave, what God gave Daniel is he gave him understanding. He gave him clarity as to what was going on in his life. And that's what you need and that's what I need when life doesn't make sense and when it appears that God is nowhere to be found. Rather than panicking, rather than becoming anxious, is get still get in his face call upon him and ask him to give you understanding beloved let me give you this announcement this is a new day and is and it is a spiritual moment where God is getting ready to do something special in your life. You are getting ready to cross your Jordan. Like Joshua crossed the Jordan into the land of Canaan, the land of promise. You are getting ready to cross your Jordan. And there are promises that are getting ready to be fulfilled and a destiny that God wants you to experience. And the good news is the devil can't stop it. The promise is yours. The destiny is yours. The promise is yours, but you got to possess it. The destiny is yours, but you got to take it. And in order to receive it, in order to possess it and to take it, you need God to give you wisdom and understanding as how to walk in it. God said to Joshua, as I was with Moses, 
so I am with you. God says, as he was with your mother and your father, your grandmother and your grandfather, God says, I'm with you. God said to Joshua, every place you put your foot down is yours. Every place you walk is yours. You need to start living with a mindset that everywhere I'm walking spiritually, everything I see in my spirit eye, everything I hear in my heart, everything God reveals to me, it's mine. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Am I talking to anybody who wants to know and to walk in and to fulfill God's will for their life? Who am I talking to? Am I talking to anybody who wants to live with promise and power fulfilled. Who am I talking to? Well, I tell you what you do. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path when Paul writes to the church at Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 I won't turn to read it for the sake of time he didn't say Paul didn't pray and ask them to get more information Woo. are you listening to me he didn't ask them to get more information he asked them to pray <coughs> to get more wisdom knowledge and understanding turn 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 back to uh, the book of Proverbs chapter 18 turn to Proverbs chapter 18 and look at verse verse 10 uh, Joe Stephen heard has a song based on that verse uh Boy, if I had the gift to, to sing, I'd sing right now. You are my strong It goes something like that. Look, look at, listen to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. The Lord skipped over me on the gift of singing. He gave it to my son. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Joe, ain't that something? Hallelujah. You know that song, Joe? Stephen heard, you know, 
um, turn to Isaiah chapter 32, verse 15. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 15. Until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful land. Are y'all there? And the fruitful field is counted as a forest. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect, the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. The prophet Isaiah says that when the Holy Spirit is poured out on you, he says that quietness and assurance is going to be yours. You won't be living fretful. You won't be living worried. You won't be panicking about anything. Because when he gives you wisdom and understanding, what's going to happen is you're going to live with quietness and assurance. I'm not sure you got it. Tranquility and peace is not the absence of a storm. Tranquility and peace is when you are quiet in the storm. I, I don't need God to give me peace after the storm is over. I need tranquility while I'm in it. <laughs> On my way to church this morning, Breland, it was raining lightly, nothing heavy, just lightly. In my car, where the control is for the windshield wipers, it's got different speeds. So I just put it on the first speed because it wasn't raining very heavy. So it just goes. And it just pauses until a little bit more rain gets on there. Then. And, and I got two blades. If it starts raining harder, I can turn it up. And instead of going, whoosh, hold it for a while, it'll start going. If it, if it really starts raining hard, it, it'll go. God knows that sometimes it's going to rain in your life. So he gave you two windshield wipers for your heart for you to be able to see when it looks like you can't see. One blade is wisdom. The other blade is understanding. Sometimes it ain't raining hard. It's just freaking a little bit, but I need a little wisdom and a little understanding. So I just, I just turn it to the first level. 
And he gives you enough wisdom to keep on moving. But when life gets more difficult and it starts raining a little harder, you know I ain't got to panic. I just go to God in prayer, turn it up a little bit more. Wisdom and understanding start going a little stronger. And I'm still able to press my way. But sometimes life can get so hard, so difficult. The day's dark, the night's dreary. You can't find your way. You can't see your way. You don't understand what's going on, but you don't panic. You just turn it up to the top speed and let wisdom and understanding do it like this. And even in the midst of your storm, you're able to keep on pressing on, keep on pressing on, keep on walking in his will, keep on walking in his way because God orders your steps and God keeps you in the storm and God gives you peace in spite of what you're going through hallelujah I'm about through I'm about through I want to show you, I want to show you what you want to pray for as you press your way through life. As you press your way through life, it's important to know what to pray for. Let me show it to you. Turn to Psalm 119. Turn to Psalm 119, verse 27. Psalm 119, verse 27. Are you there? Make me, this is a prayer that you're praying to God. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Now that's the prayer you want to pray. Is Lord make me understand according to your word according to your precepts I don't want to live my life based on opinions I don't want to live my life based on speculation I ain't trying to guess my way through I'm asking God give me understanding according to your precepts and according to your word. Now, beloved, I'm getting ready to wrap this lesson up. But Joan, we're getting ready now as Pastor wraps this lesson up. We're getting ready to go to another spiritual stratosphere. Right now, right now, in the sanctuary, we're getting ready to go to another spiritual stratosphere. Because I'm gone. <laughs> I hope you want to go with me. 
because right now so many demons are getting ready to be killed. So, so many unclean spirits are getting ready to be driven out of people's lives. Because <clears throat> God's getting ready to show you what he showed me. That's going to change the whole trajectory of your life. Because this is where most church people miss it. And they miss it, Joan, because they don't value the Bible. They miss it because they don't understand how important the Word of God is for the application of their life. But I'm getting ready to show you something according to the Scripture that's going to change the trajectory of your life. Let me pull that statement back out that I said at the beginning of the service. I am too blessed to be stressed. Tyler Chuby, do you hear me? I am too blessed to be stressed. And you don't need to stress about nothing, Tyler. If you know who you are in Christ, if you know the word of God, and if you value how that word takes on application to your everyday life, that means nothing has shown up, nothing is showing up, and nothing will ever show up where God will not guide you through it and take you over it. Can you just say hallelujah with me? Oh, bless his name. Let me show it to you. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to wrap this up. Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse 18. It is the parable of the sower. And I'm talking about understanding, the spirit of understanding. Now walk with me. I pray you got your Bible open to that text. You may not want to try to write this, because you may throw your pencil. Therefore, hear the parable of the sword. Now, this is Jesus speaking. He says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, that's the Bible. And the Bible is speaking to us about what? The kingdom. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. See, what I've been giving you today is word. Word, that's what you're hearing. And does not understand. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and they don't understand it they don't understand it now why is it that they don't understand it because the last thing the devil wants you to get is word the last thing the devil wants you to live with is revelation the last thing the devil wants you to operate in is the spirit of understanding so he does things to try to keep you from understanding it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. It wasn't that word wasn't, wasn't given, but it fell on shallow ground. Fell on shallow ground. You, you didn't have any depth in your heart. 
but he who received the seed on stony places this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word immediately he stumbles you heard the word on Sunday but when you started having some trouble when you started having tribulation you lost the word because you let pain cause you to walk away from the word the devil don't want you to have understanding now he verse 22 now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful the devil don't want you to get understanding so he wants the word to fall on shallow ground he wants the word to fall on stony ground let pain and problems cause you to miss the word and then he wants you to take on the mindset of the culture so you start determining the value of your life based on stuff and stuff will make you miss the revelation of God but then there are those and the word falls on good ground verse 23 but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold some sixty and some thirtyfold there are some people who don't understand the word and they don't understand the word <coughs> not because they were deprived of the word the word was available to them like everybody else but they missed it because of the position of their heart the condition of their heart their heart was shallow or their heart was stony or their heart was preoccupied with stuff but then there are those whose heart is in the right place so the word falls on good ground they receive the word they receive the word somebody just shout receive it they receive the word the word becomes a part of their life they're open to revelation they're open to wisdom they're open to understanding they receive the word because they're asking God to give me clarity and because they receive the word then they start bearing fruit and they're bearing fruit some a hundredfold some sixtyfold and some thirtyfold what you're trying to tell me pastor I'm glad you asked because this is what will take you to that next spiritual stratosphere when you receive word that means word becomes a rhema word well what is a rhema word a rhema word is a life application word rhema word is when you come to church and you're saying 
saying to God, Lord, speak to me today. God, speak to me through your word. God, I want clarity. I want understanding. I want to know your word because I want your word to take on personal application to my life. So you receive the word. And when you receive the word, you start walking the word out. But you don't walk out what you don't receive. You walk it out because you receive it. You walk it out because you love God. You receive it because you know where your help comes from. You receive it because you're saying to God, I heard you, Jesus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And when you receive word, and when you start living with word, and when you start walking with word, then you're going to start bearing fruit. It's going to be a hundredfold and sixtyfold and thirtyfold. Then that's when you can start declaring that I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Look at somebody, ask them, say, what's your name? Tell them, I don't mind telling you, my name is blessed and highly favored of the Lord. That's my name. You ought to look at them again and say, I didn't know we had the same name. Yes, my name and your name is blessed and highly favored of the Lord. When you say you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord, you're not saying you just got through playing the lottery. No, when you say you're blessed and highly favored of the Lord, you're saying I'm trusting in the Lord. When you say I'm blessed and highly favored, you ain't saying I'm lucky. No, when you say I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord, you're testifying that I'm bearing fruit. Sometimes it's a hundredfold. Sometimes it's sixtyfold. Sometimes it's thirtyfold. But the reason why I'm blessed and the reason why I'm highly favored is because I'm operating with godly wisdom. I'm operating with godly understanding. The Lord is ordering my steps. God is directing my way. The Bible says the plans of a man are many, but it's the Lord's plans that prevail. And when God is directing your life, you can't help but be fruitful. And that's why you got to start paying attention to the company that you keep. If you know you blessed and highly favored, then you just can't let everybody in your space. You got to say to yourself, I ain't going to have no toxic people in my space. I ain't going to have no negative people in my space. I ain't going to have folk who are fearful in my space. I ain't going to have folk who operate with a dumb spirit in my space because I know who I am in God. I am blessed and highly favored. I'm living with revelation. I'm living with understanding. And I'm telling you, child of God, that you need to start pressing your way to Bible study and say to God, I don't get enough word. I'm telling you, child of God, you need to start starting every day reading the word, meditating on the word, and studying the word, and making the word a primary part of your life. Because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says we live based on the revelation of God. 
And where God wants to get you and I, he wants to get us to a place. He wants to get us to a place where the word of God becomes descriptive of your life. The word of God is what's defining who you are. That when you read the Bible, you say to yourself, the Bible is telling my story. When I read scripture, the scripture is so much a part of me that the scripture is bearing witness to who I am. So turn with me, if you will, to Deuteronomy 28, because I want you to know that when you allow the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding to come into your heart, when you live with the understanding that God gives you, you are too blessed to be stressed because you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. So let me show you what the Bible says about you. If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, start with verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. When you obey God's word, blessings will come into your life. How shall you be blessed? Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your crown, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. You want me to put that in contemporary language? You'll be blessed physically. You'll be blessed mentally. You'll be blessed emotionally you'll be blessed socially you'll be blessed spiritually you want me to put it in contemporary terms you'll be blessed financially you'll be blessed with the house you'll be blessed with the car you'll be blessed with the clothes you'll be blessed with a good spouse you'll be blessed with children you'll be blessed when you wake up you'll be blessed when you go to sleep you'll be blessed when you leave your house you'll be blessed when you come back in your house the Lord will cause you your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Don't think you're going to live this life without some haters. You're going to have some, but God's going to bless you in front of their face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Look at verse 9. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Joan, you got to keep his word. But you can't keep a word that you ain't read. You can't keep a word that you ain't studied. You can't keep a word that you have not appropriated in your life. You can only keep and walk out what God helps you to understand. Go down to verse 12. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. Somebody shout, Lord, let it rain and the latter rain will be greater than the former you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow 
contemporary. You are a builder and not a beggar. Let's go a little farther. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you shall be above only. We'll back up a little bit. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. God will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today and be careful to observe them I'm done Canaan I'm just trying to tell you that if God gives you the spirit of wisdom if God gives you the spirit of understanding if you take the Bible if you take the word of God and make it applicable to your life and live this word out and let this word become the delineation the definition the description of your life every day of your life you will be blessed because God is the source of your supply we live and move and have our very being in him I need somebody to say thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you, thank you. I'm not an accident. I'm not happenstance. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord miracles signs and wonders about to show up in my life it won't be by accident but it'll be because I am following his word I'm saying yes to his will I'm saying yes to his way thank you thank you So many, so many church people are comfortable living spiritually second class. So, so many church people are okay going to heaven in coach. because you know this book exists but you haven't taken it serious enough to say that I want to know it so well that I can incorporate it in my everyday living. But Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You will quit 
just trying to get by. And you will live the abundant life. And you will live without stress. And you'll live with confidence when you take this word, learn it, and make it applicable to your everyday life. Hey, Brandon. Man, as wonderfully as God has blessed you in your business, God would have me to tell you today, all your stress will diminish. And as wonderful as your business is, you will see it triple, not double, triple. The three-quarter rope is hard to break. You will see it triple. God says, if you take this and make it applicable to your life, live out of this. Live out of this. Your education was good, but it was God who let you get the education. Yeah, it was God. It was God who opened the door to give you your opportunity. And God says, when I let you get learning in the physical realm, and when I put somebody in your path to open a door, God says, but you're going to need my wisdom and my understanding to then walk it out. Your best days are ahead of you. The people represent the church no matter where we are. So stay connected and reach others as we grow in Christ.